today as part of our 10 minutes of morning calm. So uh, as you can see, I didn't hit the mute button, unmute button fast enough. So I might be a little rusty on the on the uptake here, but but again, just wonderful to be with you. And uh, vacation went great, and it was it was a wonderful time with our family, and I very much enjoy getting back in the saddle as well. So today we're starting we're starting on a on a new story, and it's it's a fascinating I think one of the more fascinating parts of the Bible actually, which is the story of Noah and the flood, and and we're going to be looking at it in terms of what's the internal sense of this. In other words, for those of you joining us for the first time, we look at it from a from a Christian New Church perspective, very close to a how a Jewish would uh, a, a Jewish approach to it, which is looking at midrash. In other words, what's the poetic truth underneath it? Because because we can look at a literal story of a flood and animals and an ark, which is which is kind of nice, but but there's a deeper piece to it that we can discover that actually can tell us a lot more about our lives and can give us a lot more inspiration for how God wants us to live. So if we see these stories that way, I think they gain a whole new level of meaning and purchase in our lives. And that's what we're gonna do. So please join me today as we look at the importance of not knowing. So, so the story starts out with this idea that people had sort of gotten it all upside down. And, and don't, again, like real important for us not to see like, well, here's those people who don't get it, but I do. It's important to know that the line between good and evil runs down the middle of all of us. And there's part of us that just doesn't get it. There's part of us that just gets lost and, uh, you know, gets, gets, gets to be in a bad, in a bad place. And it's interesting the way Emmanuel Swedenborg describes that, that place that we're talking about within this story. He's talking about the place of self-delusion, which I love that phrase, right? Where we have this incredible capacity to completely delude ourselves, to, to live in a fantasy world where we think the world just works a certain way. And that can actually become very dangerous. I remember years ago reading an article by David Brooks, and he was talking about uh, after the shooting out in, out in Pittsburgh, out of my hometown, about how all shootings start with someone who's created their own little bubble world. And then they believe this world is this way, and they believe they are sort of the champion of this world, the, the hero of this, this warped world, and they go out and they act in horrendous ways to further that. And, and that's sort of the ultimate of self-delusion. And the problem is, and again, this gets back to a phrase that Swedenborg uses, is we have those perspectives that, that are way off base, and we kind of dote on them. We pay a lot of attention to them. We stoke those fires. We constantly sort of pet them very gently, going like, oh, this is a great idea. I can't believe, you know, I get it. No one else does. You know, that ultimate of, of self-delusion. And, and yet we are called constantly to, to see it differently. Now, part of seeing it differently is knowing that it exists. So this is a part from, from Genesis talking about that part of our heart. When the thoughts of their heart, and think of that part for you, this that's self-deluded, their heart fabricate when the what the thoughts of their heart fabricated, but was nothing but evil every day. And that idea that that our hearts can fabricate this, they can fabricate so much stuff. Oh my goodness. You know, the stories, the stories and the narratives we tell are are such a problem a great deal of the time. So, so what's the way out of that, friends? How do we how do we start to sort of poke through it? Well, we're going to look at the flood. The flood's going to wash all that away and eventually drown all of it out. But it's important for us to find little steps, you know, and, and one of the one of the significant little steps is to just remember to, to say these words. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I know I can fall prey to thinking I have to have an answer for everything instead of simply coming to it with like, I don't know, I can show up, I can help, I can do what I can. But in terms of answers, I just, I don't know. I don't know. When you do that, friends, boy, that opens up a certain soft, soft edge. It was interesting last night working with a wonderful couple who's getting ready for their wedding. We were talking about sort of what they've come to know through this through this process, their engagement season of their life. And she said something really brilliant, which which I think is is the ultimate kind of this not the ultimate I shouldn't say the ultimate. It's it's for you to judge, but but a really important part of the I don't know piece. What she said, and I, I loved I loved this line. She said, what may be best for me, for just me as an individual, may not be what is best for the relationship. And I want to focus on what is best for the relationship. That's, that's really insightful. And it doesn't mean that we squelch our, all, all our personal desires, all the things that we love doing. I mean, any good relationship has space for that kind of breath where every partner is able to do what they feel individually works for them, but then they're also able to do what really works for the relationship. And that takes a softness and that takes a, a belief in like, hey, I, I don't know, what do you think? Uh, a dear friend of mine, one of his favorite questions is just, what do you suggest? You know, when he gets stuck with someone, uh, you know, with, with butting heads, just what do you suggest? That's saying, I don't know. That actually this was pretty incredible to think about, right? The statement, I don't know, feeds the better angels of your nature probably as good as anything. Just think about that. You want to get in touch with the better angels of your nature. Try just the, in some areas of life not knowing exactly what to do. Because then when we get to that point, what we start to open to is we start to open to what God is doing. And we start to become much, much more patient about life because we know God's got this. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger holding. There's a bigger ideal. And, and we're not doting on our own self-delusions. <laughs> what a great phrase, doting on your own self-delusions. We're not doing that anymore. We've come to a very different place. So that's, that's my thought for today, folks. You know, may, may you have a day where you don't know and where you find the gracious life-giving edge where you can actually say, I don't know, that opens you to true listening and true relationship and true connection and opens you to what the Lord is doing in your life. You know, that's that's my my thought for today. And again, we're going to be be following up on this. This is, this is going to be a few days worth of this. I think you'll think uh, a few, few weeks, sorry, I think over the next few weeks, you really enjoy kind of hearing the story from a, from a Swedenborgian Christian New Church lens. It has a lot of really wonderful insights to it. That, that, uh, that we'll be sharing together. All right, dear friends. So that's my thought for today. And, and what we're going to do now is now we're going to do a prayer followed by a, a blessing, uh, you know, then, then followed by a little social media hello. So, so the first part is just our little, our little meditative bit. So for those of us joining us, for those of you joining me the first time, what we're going to do is we're going to ring a bell. When the bell rings, we're just going to breathe a little bit. And this is just to get us into that calm place. So please take a breath. Be still and know that I am God.
be still and know that I am. Be still and know that I. Be still and know that. Be still and know. Be still and. Be still. Be. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace, bring you home. Amen. All right, friends, we'll take care. And, and uh, you know, hopefully I wasn't too rusty today. And, and just wishing you guys all the very best. Again, regardless, most people will join us archived throughout the week, different days. Feel free to contact me anytime. That is that is one of the real fun parts of that, uh, uh, one of those fun parts of the job. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. Have a great day.